Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple is to read, reflect on scripture daily. So we created this podcast to guide all of us through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's word. So as we grow together and listening to the spirit. So whether you're in the car doing your commute right now, you're doing dishes, or maybe you're just waking up, whatever it is, we're glad you're with us today. Good morning and happy Tuesday, March 30th. Um, we're about a week away from spring break for those of you who are in the school setting. So we're, we're excited for spring break coming. But uh, my name is Steve and I'm joined by Tom again. Uh, Tom, usually on Tuesdays, the guest host kind of shares their faith story, their faith journey. So would you mind just tell us a little bit about how you met Jesus, what, what he means to you, what your faith story is? Sure. I, I grew up in the church, so I don't ever remember not believing in Jesus. And, you know, that's good and bad. I think mostly it's good. For me, it was. Um, so when I was a little kid, I went to Sunday school. I went to church with my parents. Um, for me, it was a lot of good memories. I went to a church that I thought had a lot of stuff for kids, a lot of activities. So that was all very positive. And then I went to a Christian college, and I taught in a Christian school. But I think there was a point, you know, you can you can sort of be a believer, but there's no fire in your belly. Hmm. And for me, there was a time when Van and I were first married, maybe about five years into it or so, um, where some things began to happen, not negative things, but we got involved in stuff that really elevated our spiritual walk. Um, and so I went from a person who believed in Jesus Went to church regularly, um, felt comfortable in those shoes to somebody who had a fire inside of me. And I still do today. Yeah. Um, I just feel like when Jesus gets inside of you and he gets a hold of your life, it's kind of crazy to use the word fire. But you think of the Holy Spirit as being fire and that's mm -hmm. who lives in you. So for me today, yet, I mean, I get up in the morning and spend an hour with God every morning. Wow. And I, I, of course, I'm retired. I <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just I just feel like I'm really on fire for God. And those, that's kind of a crazy expression, but that's just, you know, a way of explaining that it's not just some routine thing for me. It's part of my life, and it, yeah. it's, it's the essence of who I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that's so encouraging to hear that you found that fire. Um, I think oftentimes when I hear people say, oh, I grew up in the church. I don't really have that exciting of a story because I always believed in God, which is true. And that's great. But to say, but there was a point in time where it became something real, a fire, yeah. you know, hot burning in you that said that this is more than just what I do on Sunday mornings. It's it's living and breathing in me. It's, and it's important to me. So thank you for sharing that. Hopefully that was an encouragement to those of us who are listening today. And it was an encouragement to me. So um, so today we're reading Isaiah uh, 49, 1 through 7. Um, and just kind of a little note for our listeners again. Tom and I, although we're both educators, we're not theologians. We're not biblical scholars. And and so we're just kind of interpreting this how we feel the spirit leading us. And so um, we don't claim to have all the right answers. Um, we just, we're just trying to listen to God, what he's saying to us. So um, hopefully 
you're doing the same thing as you listen to us as you read this. You're just trying to listen to God's voice. So, Tom, can you read for us Isaiah 49, and we'll kind of jump into what we're hearing God saying to us. Sure. Um, this chapter in my Bible is called The Servant of the Lord, and I'm going to read the first seven verses. Listen to me, O coastlands, and pay attention, you people from afar. The Lord called me from the womb, from the body of my mother. He named me. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword, and in the shadow of his hands he has hidden me. And he made me a select arrow. In his quiver he has hidden me. He said to me, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. And then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing in vanity. Yet surely the justice due to me is with the Lord, and my reward is with God. Now says the Lord who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him so that Israel might be gathered in him. Yet I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God is my strength. And he says, it's a light thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob, restore the preserved one of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations, so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to the despised one, to the one who, whom the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because of the Lord who is faithful. He's the Holy One of Israel who has chosen you. So Steve, as I read that passage, what is, what's one thing that is getting your attention today from that passage? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank, thanks for reading. So one thing that, um, for those of you who have listened to the podcast before, um, we often try to see if there's a common theme that is strung through all five of the passages. Um, sometimes that's easy to pick out. Sometimes uh, it's not so easy. And, but I think um, as I read this passage and thought back to yesterday's, um, I think that the theme for this week is becoming very clear that Jesus is God's servant. Um, I talked yesterday about how that yesterday's passage was the first of four servant songs, according mm -hmm. to my footnotes. Well, this is the second of um, those four servant songs. And so um, if the theme for this week is Jesus is God's servant, what specifically is God saying about his servant in this passage? Um, and as I read through it, and then as you read through it too, um, I really saw that um, in this passage, God is talking about the purpose he gave, he had for Jesus. Um, he called him before birth. Um, as birth, at birth, he made mention of his name. He was made to be a polished arrow uh, who would display God's splendor. So God had a specific purpose for Jesus and gave him the tools that he would need for that purpose. Um, and really, there's two uh, two purposes or a dual purpose in this passage. First talks about how his job was to bring Jacob back to God, to restore the Israelites, to say, okay, you um, are separated from me. Jesus is going to be my servant who's going to reunite you uh, to me. But he then said, but that's not quite enough. It's too small of a thing in uh, verse six. It's too small of a thing for you to be my servant to just restore the tribes of Israel. But I also will make you a light to the Gentiles. So, and I think that was, uh, you know, later in the, the New Testament, really when um, Paul came onto the scene, just the, the, the um, outreach to the Gentiles. But God is saying, look, 
Jesus' purpose was to to bring the Israelites back to me, but also to make a way for the Gentiles to mm-hmm. also be a part of my covenant people. Um, and and I think again, then how does that connect to us? Well, if Jesus is God's servant, and we are called to be like Jesus, it means we need to be a servant too. So our purpose, I think, is also to bring back people to Jacob, bring back Jacob's people and the Gentiles. Now, in our kind of our world, um, I think about, you know, bringing Jacob back to God. I think about, well, what are we doing to encourage fellow Christians? You know, those people who are a part of God's family. Mm-hmm. Um, so how are we encouraging and supporting and growing Christians? That's a that's one thing God has for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, how are we bringing good news to the Gentiles? And in this case, in our case, those who don't know who Jesus is. Yes. How are we bringing the, the good news of Jesus to those who need to hear that message? Um, so with this second service song, servant song, God said, I had a purpose for Jesus. I gave him what he needed. And that's two things. Reunite the house of Israel, you know, bring my people back to me, but also make a way for those who are not Israelites mm-hmm. to be a part of my family. So that's kind of what, what jumped out at me, what kind of stuck sure, out to sure. me during this. What about you, Tom? What was something that you said or what thoughts? Well, when you I listened to you unpacking that, it all seemed so clear. And we have the advantage, of course, of hindsight. We know about Jesus, how he came, and we're followers of Jesus today. And we look at this passage, and you go like, how could they miss it? It's right there. Yeah. And yet the Jewish people themselves did not connect the dots. And when yeah. Jesus came, they rejected him. And yeah. the church really became a Gentile church. And it's only in some modern times that there are Jewish people, we call them Messianic Jews, that are yeah. coming to the Lord. But this passage is one that kind of follows up on the one we read yesterday. And, you know, it, it just so fits Jesus. I mean, I'll make mm-hmm. you a light to the nations so that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, that's what's happening today. I mean, this is a passage that's not only talking about what Jesus would do, but how what he did will reach to everybody. And I, today, I mean, there are people that are Christians in basically every corner of the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and then the gospel is pushing big time into Asia. I mean, even in China, where it's illegal, there's millions of Christians. Yeah. So, I mean, it's exciting times to be listening, to be living in. And yet, you know, you think about what about those Jewish people? But the good news is in the last maybe 30 or 40 years, many Jewish people are coming to the Lord. Okay. okay. And they call them Messianic Jews, you know. So, I mean, to me, I see how this is all pointed ahead, how it's all been fulfilled. And as as a Gentile Christian, everything that God is doing today, and, you know, it's just all coming together. And it's a very exciting thing. Yeah. So I love these passages. And because here, Isaiah wrote this down and preached this so many years ago, but it still fits us today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we are in a in a, in a time in our world and, and with technology that this idea of bringing the gospel to the world is is going to be so much easier. Um, before we started recording, you're talking about your your son Tom. Uh, in the Philippines and how when he first went over there, it took you forever to be able to connect with right, him communication right. wise. Now you can pick up your iPhone, talk to him, clear his bell, you know, for an hour and a half a time. So we are living in a time where we have the technology, we have the resource to to be able to 
to truly be able to bring light to the darkness, to yes. to bring the message of salvation. And so um, that, yeah, I think that's our calling. And it's not an easy thing to do, um, but God has given us the tools that we can uh, do that. So um, so thank you for sharing that. And um, yeah, you mentioned it, hindsight is easy. So it's easy for us to look back and see why did the people at GSM not get it? Um, I'm sure that hundred years from now, people will say, why did those people back in 2020 not get it? You yeah, know, it was so I'm clear. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, it's interesting, you know, because um, today there's ways, because you went back 30 years ago, you go, how is this ever going to happen? This will take forever. Um, and yet today, because of Wi-Fi, um, television, modern technology, airplanes, um, there's ways that people in other countries uh, hearing the gospel in, way, in ways we couldn't have imagined. I remember yeah. one time we were in the Philippines and we were coming into this little village and there were all these kids up in the trees. Okay. Thought, what in the world are they doing up there? Well, it turns out they had just recently got iPhones oh. or cell phones of some <laughs> yeah. kind and they were connecting to cell towers that were nearby. And it was like this really big thing because they could now connect to the world outside their little village. Yeah. Well, today that's happening all over. I mean, people in almost every far corner of the world can hear things or see things that relate to the kingdom of God. Yeah. So, I mean, we're seeing all of these things spreading all over the world today, and that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, at, anything else that you want to pull out of the passage from what we read? Anything else that jumped out at you or questions? Well, I think have? that's good. Okay. Good. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. And um, as we think about what we talked about today and try to apply it to our lives, just understand and know that God has two purposes for you, to to re reunite Jacob or fellow Christians to him, to encourage them, help them grow. But probably um, as important, not more important, is to bring his good news um, to those who need to hear it. So I encourage you to find someone in your life um, today that might need to hear who Jesus is and what Jesus did for them. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow with another episode. Um, so hopefully you can join us uh, for that tomorrow. Yes. Goodbye. Mm -hmm.